0: All right, we're back with Kyler Staley, Dominic Neely, Zach Tyler, gentlemen. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. Very nice. Super. Same super. as it was a half hour ago when we recorded our Tuesday episode. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. It's two episodes a week. Are throwing us off? Coach Lynch joins us from Brownsburg High School. How long have we known each other?
1: Long time, man. Way way back to AAU and college coaching. You, you were is. is it- does it push we're, in 20 years? Yeah, you were at Southwest, weren't you,
0: when it was still called yep. Southwest? Southwest Missouri State before the name change. And then you went straight. Did you go straight from there to Mount Vernon, or did, did I miss w- a step? Went went from there to Ball State. And uh, that's right. We, we got
1: fired in 2004 and started my wonderful coaching career in the high school ranks, which has been just a tremendous blessing.
0: Yeah, nice run of talent there at that time. Before you got there they had some really good teams in the late 80s and early 90s and they hit a yeah. little bit of a lull and then then they hit it pretty good when you were there of course obviously a lot of that is you're doing uh, a
1: lot of talent yeah. I think you find guys that won games and had some talent along the way so and then uh for sure Jimmy Howell had some tremendous teams and oh gosh yeah yeah. Just uh, wonderful basketball there in Fortville, and and uh, I was happy to to see them have success or be able to make a run and do some things with those kids over there.
0: Jimmy's one of the early guys that got me going, coaching wise. I maybe not got me going is the right, but but helped me. Like we used Mount Vernon because back then Carmel just had two courts, couldn't always get in there. I mean, Coach Hetty was obviously Scott or Bob Hetty. Yeah. Was, was, was certainly helpful. Um, but, you know, with only two courts at the time, it wasn't you know nearly as easy as it is now. And JR opened, or JR, that's his son. Uh, Coach Howe opened his doors, and we had a, we had a couple kids from Mount Vernon, not named Gilpin. <laughs> and, uh, I was, that was, it was great. Him and Tom McKinney down at Bloomington North. And, uh, and then Marty Echelbarger soon followed after that with my next group and spent three years practicing at Frankfurt and McCutcheon with Coach Peckinpah. So, but yeah, so those those early Mount Vernon days, well, I say early, they were those those teams in the 80s with led up by DeKine. And then early 90s, they had Klein and Chad Klein and, Chad Klein and went to Creighton, right? Uh, Bradley. 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 They were Bradley. They, part of
1: that Bradley team in 96, maybe? The-
0: Went yeah. to the tournament. They had yeah. Klein, they had Gilpin who at one point had committed to Indiana but went to Dartmouth. Yep. Um then they had Archer, who was a kid that I coached, and Jeff Boyle. Those guys were three years. You starters. coached Mike Archer? Is that right? I coached um yeah. How about he that. Was with um no, you know what? No, I'm sorry. Pull back. I had Browning. Okay. Kevin Browning and Jeff and Boyle, the, the kids that play with, with Gilpin. So basically the, basically the backcourt. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: No, that was a, that was a great run of kids over, over there and Mm -hmm. Jimmy did a great job. And that's a funny story uh, with coach Alford running basketball camps all over, all over the state between Manchester and Franklin and uh, coach Howell and his family would come up and work camp and, um, Coach Chitty, who just uh, retired from Columbus East, there were some really good high school coaches that I had an opportunity to meet and get to know, and and work camp with. And back in the day, when working camp was was a thing, it was uh, there was a lot of good good men to get to know in my early coaching career.
0: And you know, they were small back then; they were tiny. Then Menahem with the yeah. men of Hamilton, Southeastern were both tiny. Yeah, back then, like talking about two way in football and. I don't know what Mount Vernon was in football, but HSC was 2A in football. Late 80s, early 90s, early 90s when they started to grow. But uh, those guys had some good rivalries too, especially in the late 80s because HSC was those, uh, the the class of 88 was the best team that group had in their history up to that point. Of course, they could never, they never did get over the hump until, sectional-wise, until Gary Harris came rolling through, but but, yeah, Mount Vernon was a tiny school, tiny little rural school back then. Yep. Yep, here's some history for you. 1981, mm-hmm. my high school, Tippecanoe
1: Valley, played HSC in the 1A football semi-states.
0: Nice. So, Jeez. way back. And way that was back. when there was, what, three classes back then? Three football? classes of football. Yep, three classes of football. Because Carmel went back-to-back, and then, then they went to 4A football football and then went to 4a and then it was uh that's when you really started to see the basically the, the township schools marion county town warren central ben davis those schools started to really take off grow yep the expansion yep yep well we're here to talk about brownsburg high school and your your job there your stuff going on there you've obviously had some really good teams in the past um and some good teams now we've we've obviously coached co-coached not co-coached not at the same time but we've, we've coached some of the same kids and probably could tell separate stories on some of those kids but we're focusing on your group now Zach's Zach usually gets us going because this was his idea this was his brainchild so <laughs> yeah outside of these dudes that I outside of guys like you that I've known for a long time we kind of let him go through go through his deal, so go for it. Hey, Coach.
2: Uh, thanks for being on. Uh, Starting with June and July, uh, what kind of things do you guys focus on uh, strength and conditioning-wise, team camp-wise, getting in the gym and getting shots up-wise? Like, What are you really focusing on right now this time of year?
1: I think we always have to take advantage of the opportunity to just skill develop. Um, you know, we'll one way, shape, or form, get the guys together and and come up with a goal on shooting, whether it's partner shooting, getting 10,000 um, makes, or a number that they have over or, over a period of time, or whether that's by the end of August or or you know a time frame where we, we do some goal setting, and then. Um, Again, just the chance to get in the gym. I know the kids want to play a lot. We, they even got on me this spring a little bit. We're doing a ton of shooting and drill work, and they're like, can we play? And So the kids want to play, and obviously we work on all those things that we think we'll, we'll be looking towards in the fall, but I still think it comes back to um, doing the things that they're
2: probably not doing on their own, and that that's heavily on the skill development part. Sure, definitely. Do you do, you do a lot of team camp stuff at different universities or colleges?
1: Uh, we did more last year. Um, again, just I, I, I think our, our multiple sport athletes um, trying to make sure we're taking care of the kids, um, not doing too much uh, with the implementation of 10 competitive days. I think we're using seven, but we'll we'll uh, do a couple scrimmages scrimmages uh, at our place or go in where the coaches coaches officiate and we can stop it and. You know, I I have been told I only have so many timeouts or I only get to redo so many plays, but, you know, we, we kind of control it and then maybe do some situational things with somebody. And then, um, uh, then we'll go to um, two team camps and then we'll go, uh, like everybody does Charlie Hughes, which is kind of the end of the summer, kind of here's
2: where we are at the end of June, June event. Definitely, definitely. Um, you mentioned... Multi-sport athletes. You have the the poor, poor boy, right? Who was a really good kicker. Uh, how do you handle kids like that at Brownsburg?
1: Well, uh, my assistant Tom Maples. We we talk a lot, and the coaches are really good. But he's like, you know, always poses the question: You you know, uh, when you get conflicted on on stuff, would you rather have them or not have them? And and uh, I'll be honest, I I I'm pretty flexible. Uh, we've we've had a tremendous ten ten year run at Brandsburg and seventeen years overall in high school sports and and you know those kids are great and they're not sitting on the couch and and the other coaches, again, just people probably have stories, but i've I've worked with some great coaches that share the kids. um we try not to ever make them feel pressured to be one place or the other as long as they're they're working. Uh, John Hart currently our football coach is tremendous and Obviously with Spencer kicking, he's not out there hitting every day. So he gets the shots right. in. Right. My my own son uh is a receiver. And uh then Spencer's brother Grant plays soccer. Um Drew Thompson, our point guard, uh would love for him to play high school soccer, but he's he's playing big time club club soccer. And I think he uh soon as we were done at the semi state, he was on the way to Florida to play um soccer in florida so um we have kids that would probably spend more time talking about taking care of their bodies and getting rest and getting off their feet than we are talking about getting off the couch and that that's always a good thing i think when when they're active and and participating learning how to compete uh, probably the best way to summarize it
2: yeah definitely do you notice a a different type of competitiveness from those kind of kids or uh, a different mentality for them at all
1: you know i think the one thing is we we keep it pretty fresh. Like they're not grinding so hard on basketball 24 Um, so it's refreshing for them when they come in from another sport, particularly if we're not their primary sport. And probably back to your to the original question, we we really spent a lot of time with those kids skill developing because they're probably not touching the ball twenty-four
0: sure. seven. So let me let me hop in there real quick. We've we've had this sort yeah. of rhythm going with the three of us with the four of us. We sort of take turns, but you you made a statement about Thompson. So, so the Thompson kid, he missed semi-state. No, no, he played. Oh, they, the only kid, the only player that we had
1: uh, miss any games for anything else this year was was Spencer, was Spencer
0: Yeah, he missed because, like a game for ki- Yeah, for like a yeah, kicking elite, camp or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like
1: an elite kicking camp. But no, none of the kids. Okay, I shouldn't say none. We very rarely have had um, kids miss games. Jacoby McGowan had had to visit the Air Force only has specific official visit dates and he had to miss the Zionsville game in 2020. Um and uh I had a kid at Mount Vernon uh that visited um uh, uh for football during that time but generally we've not had kids miss uh their high school events for for club or other things like
0: that. Well my yeah my and my the question that I was going to go to was how do you you know how would you prepare for something like that? They're actually, you know what? In in theory, well, not in theory, but by rule, they're not allowed to miss school events. in Some degree by the, for other sports, but that's for in the same season. Like if they're yeah. on basketball and basketball, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so but it's but that was going to be me- that was going to be my follow up was or the question was leading into basically was and you answered it, so it's not even an issue was. Going to be how do you prepare for something like that? If you know a kid was going to miss, because because Carmel had a kid named Cam Lindley, uh, who basically Tuesday through Thursday he was at Carmel High School. Uh, Thursday night he would leave for Chicago to play for the Chicago Fire, for their level below MLS, whatever that club, however that works. And then he would come back to Carmel Monday evening or Monday afternoon at some point, and he would miss every Monday and Friday. And then he ended up transferring to Garen because Garen was was a little bit more, well, probably not as deep, as good as Garin is, probably not as deep as what Carmel was, and Lindley was able to do both because their soccer season didn't specifically conflict too much with basketball season. But there were a couple of basketball games that he missed there for Garrett Catholic, but that was a kid that, uh, at one point was a Carmel kid and and just, it really hindered his ability to compete basketball wise at Carmel because he missed so much during yeah. the year, more than say like, a, like, you know, like Connor Joya played baseball and he missed part of June every year. And he would miss some off season stuff, certainly in the spring, but, um, Obviously, he was a kid that man he figured out a way to make it work. Yeah, uh, def- it takes you know, a lot of a lot
1: of work on everybody's part. The parents, it does, yeah. the parents, the sac- the kids sacrifice a lot. And you're, you know, again, we'll go back to just they got to take care of themselves. I think you can, you can burn a kid out pretty quick if you're not careful. And and so there's, I think we just work real hard to communicate where they're at and what they're doing, and then make sure that you're not ever kind of conflicting them that they're so they're. And our kids have been great. The kids' parents, again, um, just can't complain that everybody's effort to, to make it work has been really, really good.
0: Well, you got two pole rats, so as long as one of them shows up, you're all right, right? <laughs> Zach, I'm sorry. Go ahead, but I didn't mean to no, – I heard that's right. that. I, thought, I clearly heard that wrong, but I was like, wait a minute. I wanted to follow up on the prep part because that's no different than, like, being a college team or an NBA team. How do you prepare for a guy that's injured who kind of maybe – maybe you can play a little bit. Sometimes you're better off not playing that kid at all in a given game, you know, or, or a given weekend, you know, knowing that we you can prep prep with him. Yeah. We haven't,
1: kids haven't missed like conference games or things yeah, like that. The
0: yeah. one, the I heard you 20 wrong. Sorry. In
1: 2020 is still, um, I think we end up getting second in conference that year, maybe tied for first, but it was one of those that was, you know, we end up losing at Zionsville and, that was tough because it was such a meaningful game, but at the same time you're not gonna ever win a win a conflict with the United States uh service academy. So no, 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 what our, sport Air was it? football? It's worked yeah, I went out there, he's playing football. football. It's worked out really good for him and uh got to go to a bowl game this year. So again, we, we're putting out some some second he'll be our second Air Force graduate, uh Ryan Ryan, the older poor. Um uh, uh, graduated last year, so we've had a couple second lieutenants come out of the Air Force Academy.
0: All right, go on, Zach. My bad, dude.
2: <laughs> All good. All right, switching gears a little, coach, to your schedule. Um, uh, I know I'm up here in South Bend, and the Chestertons and the Pens of the world up here in 4A are starting to have to come down to you guys in your area with their schedule to try to try to compete, right? For for come state time, semi-state time. Do you? How do you guys work with your schedule now, or do you feel like it's it's good enough to where you don't really have to move things around? Um, you know, generally, we're,
1: our schedule's a, a top 10, a top 15 schedule. Uh, we went to Chesterton last year, and, and while I thought we did a really good job preparing to play them, I didn't realize that they had a 55-game win streak, which is probably nice because at the time – uh, I would, have, I probably would have felt that pressure. <laughs> so, but our, uh, you know, Coach Urban is great. He's highly involved with the IBCA. And I think it was top hundred or something we were talking and, and they needed a game. So we went up there and it was a tremendous experience for our kids to go play in, in a venue like that. And and uh uh to come out with the win and then I'll come down to our place this year. And obviously with a, with a couple of really good players and a great supporting cast, it'll be a great ball game again.
0: We need, oh, a, we need to get a we need to get a Brownsburg ahead. Chesterton, Carmel pin, double header. Yes, Let's let's get that done. <laughs> we'll play to Brownsburg. but We can do that.
1: Yeah, yeah but It'll be fine. We'll <laughs> schedule it in there. So you guys take care of Penn. All right, get all right come on I'll, down. And, no, it's that's just a, That's a we'll cool thing. we Chicago this year, and, and okay, uh, good. Then obviously with the Hall of Fame and. Uh, some really nice opportunities for our, for our kids to play in and, and some venues that um, obviously we got to play in the semi-state of Newcastle this year, but I think it's always neat to be able to play in some of the historic uh, facilities around, around the state.
3: Yeah, hey coach. I wanted to, wanted to jump in here. I want wanted to, you talk about um, the dynamic of coaching your son, right? What is that relationship like? You know, it's, coach in the gym as soon as you step out your, your dad, or, you know, how does that, how's that dynamic working out for you guys? Uh, it's good. Um, he was probably, uh, I would
1: say, I've told a lot of people um, he was very poorly coached when he was a sophomore. Um, it was too much, too much <laughs> dad and too much expectation. And I thought um, we were blaming Maples. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Tom, Tom, Tom does a <laughs> tremendous job. Tom, Tom's soul uh goal is to, to preserve the father-son relationship. Uh, <laughs> uh so Tom does a great job. Um last year, I'll be honest, JD played well, our team did well, and um, you know, I'm really good about leaving it. Um, you know, again, nobody it's no secret. I I'm pretty enthusiastic and coach pretty hard. And so uh I don't bring a lot of stuff home and 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 we rarely have uh, a lot of conversations at the house. Um, it helps that he plays other sports, so he gets coached by other guys. I'm greatly uh, appreciative of uh, his uh, little league coaches, uh, the coaches he's had, his, his youth football coaches, uh, his his basketball coaches, just the people that have been influences to him to get to this point. And then, um, you know, John Hart with our football program, I know they all, they all work real hard to uh, – make sure that I'm not always the bad guy and that he hears a similar message. And, and um, I think he's handled it really well. I think on his end, I think it's hard to be coached by your dad. And I think he's handled, handled that pretty well on his end too.
3: Awesome. Awesome coach. And I wanted to ask about, you know, your junior classes, got a lot of juniors, you know, coming back and coming seniors now. Uh, But can you talk about quick step back and talk about what you're going to miss from Elijah Diallo? You know, when I watched, you guys this year a lot on stream it just seems like he brought a physicality athleticism um that you know that really helped you guys this year but talk about some of the things you'll miss from him
1: I thought first and foremost um with high school kids in general um when you get to be a senior it's it's you know whether they you know subconsciously it's my turn and Alaj set the tone right away that it was about our team. Um, he was super unselfish, um, you know, um, got off to a little bit of a slow start and uh, shooting wise, but just did a great job of doing everything. So, you know, again, the, the thing about our junior classes is, is they played together for so long, you know, roles are fairly defined and, and accepted. And so for Laj just to come in and be very selfless, and um, you know, really set the tone for our guys about you know we're, we're very team first. And um, now his role was ridiculous. He was our second leading scorer. He's our leading rebounder. Um, we had five guys that averaged two assists. He did. He shared the basketball. Uh, he blocked shots. He I think he led us in steals. Um, So his impact from a playing standpoint was tremendous. Um, But I I probably more than anything, I I really appreciate um, that, you know, he didn't, you know, sometimes you'll see kids bump heads and just our chemistry between he and Cannon and then the rest of our guys, um, you know, being really good about, you know, how the ball, where the ball was going to go and who was going to get first opportunities. And then, the way Cannon and a lot of shared the ball back was, was just really neat
3: about this team this year. Cool. Go ahead, Kyler.
0: Yeah, coach. I want to stick with the uh, Cannon catchings as far as his overall player development. Um, what are some next steps you want to see him take?
1: You know, again, he's, his growth has been exponential and, you know, I think the physicality, I think the it was hard for him to, to play as a freshman just because he wasn't physically strong enough. And he, he, was reluctant in the weight room probably as an incoming freshman. And then that freshman spring got after it. And, and I just remember people uh, always things you observe that people being very encouraging to him about um, wanting to, you know, Hey, if you want to do this, you got to lift and, and you can't skirt it. And, and he got in there and did it. And then, you know, had a, had a breakout sophomore year. and, And we talked about what that would look like this year and obviously having you know three guys I always feel like when we're watching lineups that you know like there's two dominant scorers and this year I felt like it was Cannon and Elijah and Grant could jump in there and but there's nights but people worked real hard to to take Cannon out and I think that will be the thing next year is, is he's got to be able to score on all three levels and um he's probably one of the first guys I've had that we're talking about playing the post and he won't play in the post in college. I don't, I don't see him, you know, but we talk about like, you know, you, you need to be able to score the ball wherever you catch it. And I think catching the ball close to the basket and he's, he's worked on that this spring. So scoring the ball on three levels. And then, you know, we'll see where he stops growing, but he he probably grew two and a quarter inches during the season. And, and, you know, again, has potential to keep growing. So, you know, I think once he grows into his body seeing what what he, you know, I'm excited to see what his next steps are. You ask what we're planning, I think, you know, that sometimes just evolves naturally, and then if we're smart, we put him in positions where he's going to be successful.
0: Awesome, and and who are some guys on your team um, besides Cannon that you're looking to step up this year for you? Well, I think
1: with, you know, Cannon and Grant, Horath being our, our returning scores, uh, graduating a lot, I think We're we're looking for guys that they can step up. Um, You know, I thought it was really nice in a semi-state. Drew Thompson and my son aren't necessarily scorers, but I think they chose not to guard them, and they had 13 points at halftime. So I think we have some guys that are capable, but they're going to have to step up and do it on a nightly basis. Uh, Caden English is is a sophomore that just by nature, our lineup didn't get a lot of opportunity. We'll have opportunity. Uh, to step in being 6-6. Um, you know, Spencer Porath, um, again, ha- had a tremendous role, had a tremendous game in the in the regional, but I thought was um, sometimes inconsistent for us. At the same time, uh, I want to say, like, the way he played in the regional game against New Pal had two huge baskets at the end of, the Noblesville game that we're just, we're looking to see all those guys take that step forward. You you mentioned Cannon, but I think for us as coaches, when you do evaluations, you're looking for all of them to take that next step to be a better basketball player.
0: Thanks yes, coach. Yeah. Sort of going back to what Dominique asked about coaching your son, you know, you coach him in the summer too. We had that talk at best choice, where at any, at any given point, one thing is clear. The, the son still is get a little disgusted being coached by his dad. Still has that look. Oh yeah.
1: No, he's yeah, got a was, eyeball. Oh <laughs> yeah. That was, his, uh, he, he ignores right? He ignores so, you quite
0: well. No,
1: he does a great you know, deal on that. You know what? That's, um, so how do you handle conflict? I, Danny knee, like you, you remember coaching clinics and, one of the first clinics I got to go to, I might have been a uh, a senior at Purdue, and uh, I think a uh, senior at Manchester, and Purdue had a coaching clinic, and they had this little overhead set up, and Bob Huggins the, you know, was scribbling on it and stuff. It, the, I still have those notes. It was, like, but Danny, knee, um, how you can handle conflict. And he
0: was at and, Nebraska. Was he in Nebraska
1: at the time? Yeah. The, okay. Nebraska. So, um, it might've been 1988, but uh, I'll just always remember like, you know, that like you can, there's a variety of ways that you can choose to handle that conflict. But I think probably one of the best things is, is, uh, again, I've got tremendous assistant coaches that if I get on him too hard, they they're quick to defend him. Or if he's frustrated, um, you know, somebody snaps him out of it pretty quickly, but um, uh, just we've been able to manage that butting of heads really well. And and for one, I'm grateful to my son for that, and and two, my staff's been just tremendous about um, working through that. And I think I think it's hard. It it, it helps that um, Clint Swan. Uh, you know, can I have a text group with Clint Swan and Aaron Wolf and Man. and Brian Hunt? I'll throw them out there a little a little bit of. The, the resources that I I use when I'm frustrated and Clint and Aaron both have sons that are going to be seniors so we're mm-hmm. we're going through it all together and I can't tell you how how that's been really good like to call Aaron and ask him okay again how do I get out of this jam and then vice versa when those guys have something to call and I think it's hard to it's hard to be a parent in general like that my perspective on parents. Uh, and this is my shout out to parents is it's hard being a parent, let alone a sports parent with all that expectation and pressure. And, and, uh, and then to to parent and coach your kid at the same time, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to have some people to, to be great resources for me.
0: What, how do you talk with Cannon about dealing with like this weekend? He's, he missed the junior all-star stuff to play at Pangos camp. We, we obviously touched on this before we hit the record button, but but what what level of – like, Cannon's already committed to Purdue, so whether or not he needs a situation like Pangos, I guess, is relative. Obviously, Pangos is a good camp. Dinos does a great job with his stuff. But at the same time, guys like me, Pyrrhus, maybe – Indiana basketball rules you know do they play basketball in other states blah 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 things like that like how do you how do you counsel him on what types of decisions obviously he's at Pangos I would imagine he some of that stuff doesn't get decided without at least having a discussion with you at least a little bit
1: no I think for everybody it's just communication and and yeah. um, his parents you know his, his mom and I talk all the time and and those those are things that ultimately it's like kids that play other sports like you, you know we we counsel we do the best we can we we try and make sure that you know they're they're being pulled in a thousand different directions and um, and you just try and take that pressure off the 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 player um, to where they're enjoying what they're doing um, I'm heavily involved with the IBCA and 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 the things that go on with our coaches association so I you know I made it made it known that it's a it's a big day, thing, and it's a, a big thing to the state of Indiana. But at the same time, he's got to do what's best for him, and and uh, you know he wants to represent the state surely as a senior and things like that. But but um, you know he's not the first guy to to miss stuff to to go do that. So again, um, he's going to have a wonderful opportunity with USA Basketball, and and I, I think at the same time, you know, if we were all presented those opportunities. As much as we like to say we want to represent the state of Indiana, that when you get a, a chance to go to these other events, sometimes that that's just pretty pretty nice opportunity. And you
0: can't turn it down. Yeah, the USA Basketball is a little more tangible, but that's I mean, a different level in terms of yeah, yeah. Um, and I,
1: I get what you're saying. I, I, again, at the same time, it's, it's and I'm
0: and hell, I'm friends with Dinos. I don't you know. So that's and it's not even a criticism. It is. A, it's just a curiosity. 'Cause it's it's one thing. You're you're his coach. You you can obviously have feelings one way and then, you know, was, there's other members of the IBCA and what, what types of views they might have. Um I'd probably lean more your way, big picture, but also I think we all would view Cana not only as a Indiana All Star lock, barring an injury, knock on wood, but you know, he's obviously gonna be of one of Three serious Mr. Basketball candidates next year. Um, that will sort of remedy any any uh, any issue because you know sometimes if you miss the junior stuff, it does kind of hurt you for the senior stuff. And I mean, he won't be one of those kids, though. Yeah, I mean, again, is that part of the I, calculus, or is that
1: I? You know what, we didn't get that deep into it. It's like it was a little bit like you know. Well, if,
0: if you're going to Pangos, it's not you're probably yeah. going to be part of that group anyway, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and again, I, I've i been very fortunate. We we had a um, couple, I guess we had one Indiana All-Star, and, and Canada could be our fourth here, so the opportunity to have kids participate in that game, and I tell you what becomes harder and harder too is um, the colleges wanting them there as quick as they can oh. get them.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not afraid so of that. So the pressure
1: that's on the senior All-Stars, you know, and – and that pull there, and uh, I think it's probably hurt Kentucky more than it's hurt Indiana because of the the pull um, down there and the the kids that may be missing uh, from from a Kentucky roster. And and so uh, from a person that's got to participate in that game, it's it's a it's still a pretty neat event, and it's a great week. It used to be a two week event at, at Marion College, and
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the. week we got to spend the dorms and the and the opportunities my daughter played uh um soccer in madison and and got over and got in the gym and got the the um i always screw his name up but our our guy that turned his ankle last year um that was at at wisconsin and hit him up on a season
0: a season yeah
1: yeah i always say it wrong but um but got the Take a picture with Connor in their practice gym, and and then to follow those guys on TV, and and then um, to see Pete and them uh, beat Louisville in the in the early season. Uh, it's just neat to follow those kids in their careers, and next thing you know, they'll be on the silver anniversary team, right? Well,
0: yeah, yeah, I've coached a lot of those guys. It just makes me feel old. Pretty soon we'll be seeing KJ roll through. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What um any young guys coming up that might uh infiltrate your varsity roster?
1: Yeah, we've got a couple. Um uh, speaking of silver anniversary, um Abby uh, Brauman Harvey, um and yeah. Harvey has a son yeah. that's uh, a freshman this year, and he tells me he's gonna be six ten, and so I'm gonna hold him to that. But uh he's working real hard. I like you know, I've seen young him work hard. All of our young him. kids are working hard and uh um got a little guard, uh Brandon Sharp that's got a chance and and uh and then Cannon's uh little brother Colton. Uh we've got uh I really like our seventh grade. Um they played each other for the conference or East and West teams played for the conference championship and played for the county championship. West was undefeated, and I think uh three of East losses or three of yeah of their five losses three were to west so east had a heck of a season as well so that seventh grade group has a chance a lot of good players there we'll see who all they play all you know at that age they play every sport so we'll see how many end up staying with basketball as they get to the high school level but again you know the community brownsburgs they had a history of real good basketball and, and mm-hmm. i think that pipeline's still loaded with some kids that love to play
0: growth wise are you guys enrollment wise where what direction is that heading and is there a like you ever see like a foresee a third middle school uh don't they
1: don't foresee the third middle school They they've expanded both the middle schools and um I don't know what it I feel like we we grew pretty hard when I first got here and it seems appears to be maybe leveling out but you never know yeah, the growth isn't quite as big as it as it once was. But um um probably just see them staying at the two middle schools. They they are good sized middle schools and and then we'll see. I mean, I think it's
0: I'll probably not be the coach here by the time they decide on that third middle school. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much going on in downtown Brownsburg now. It's it's the uh it's it's kind of neat seeing all that extra development. Of course a lot of those people moving in are probably young. Young, younger families and, and even, even single people, right? Not that you study that kind of stuff.
1: Well, you know, it's funny because they had some number uh, about whatever your average community, the percent of people that have school age kids and, and Brownsburg has a, a pretty high number uh, of population density that are, their houses of school age ch- with school age children. So it's a great community to raise your kids and people know that. And I think you're seeing families move here and, and, uh, uh, we like the tall basketball
0: players that move in for sure. So. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely can use some size here. Hey Um, coach, I got, I got
3: a question out of the, out of left field a little bit. Um, but just over your time of coaching, who's a guy, a couple of guys that you've, coached against where you're you're on film you're making your scouting reports and you're just like man I don't know what we're going to do to handle this guy you know some of these guys you've played that are just like nightmares you know lose a little bit of sleep trying to prepare for that for them certain players players or coaches players Players yeah
1: well I think obviously the the, the whole Ben Davis team this year was very impressive (laughs) they were they were impressive last summer um they had that look um You know, we played, um, we played cathedral two years ago in the summer, didn't play them during the season. And they just had that look. Um, you know, I thought Ben Davis was the collection, uh, of just, boy, they competed hard. They had the pieces. Um, it it wasn't one guy, but you know, obviously Zane and, and Sheridan, but then, you know, I, I just thought they really got an edge about them that, um, that, that allowed him to go through and, and not lose a game. That was a significant like edge that they had um, obviously getting to play Flory at Kokomo last year. Um, you know, he's, he's super impressive with his talent and, and uh, his, his growth has been really good. Like he's improving, um, you know, I gosh, I'm just going through the chances, you know, we didn't necessarily play against him, but to, to see Eric Gordon when I got to Mount Vernon um Odin and Conley Lawrence North um you know I, I, we beat them but I I thought Ryan Conwell was a heck of a player at Pike I thought he did a really nice job and I thought I thought um you know his, he had real good talent he was really fun to coach on the All-Star team and then um again I'm going to I'm going to brag a little bit that I don't think he beat us, but I always thought Braden Smith was just such a a really really good basketball player. And you know, people ask like, do you think he can play? You know, how do you think he's going to impact? And I didn't didn't know he's going to be as good as he was at Purdue this year, but he was such a competitor and and could really really
0: pass the basketball. I I thought he was thought he was a real special talent. Yeah, his, his bo- when you could see his body start changing, even heading into his toward the tail end of his junior year just with his 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 length is exceptional and i think that's an underrated part of his game is how long he is compared i mean he's six feet tall but his wingspan you know i mean I've, I've asked i've asked his dad about this quite a bit and you know he's measured out at six four just over six four of a wingspan And i think those extra inches definitely help in terms of making plays i mean not only offensively but defensively and He's not a typical small guard in that regard.
1: Yeah, no, he's long. He is.
0: But you and I have both coached probably the best defensive guard that anybody will coach for a long time. So, Mr. Ringo, Mr. Ringo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, he's he's done
1: well, and yeah, uh, just super quick hands, and and uh, that group um, was a lot of fun. It was a great group to come into, and and I you know he was only here for a year but i thought um ronald norad did a really nice job of having that group uh really prepared and then you know we were able to to reboot well i i i just thought it was really nice to come in and win 18 games my first year well there's and that they, there's they that made me look pretty good I, I, so I'll, I'll share the wealth on that one you, the, the you kids got the, were good
0: and, and i you thought got the had, maturing Mavunga. i i at one point i remember when Ash was a sophomore i was texting julian Julian was asking me how Jordache was doing. I said, he was a six foot four version of you. And then Jordan, Jordan Julian's reply was, Oh dear. This exactly. Yeah. That was a, so- yeah. that was a sophomore year. And, and, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, he, as he started to grow up and mature really helped you out because I mean, he's had a pretty, actually a pretty decent career professionally playing in Japan. Yeah. Jordache yeah. has.
1: Yeah. No, he just texted me the other day. You know what? and again sometimes you get high school again you get what you get and sometimes you get five shooters or you get post guys and with no guards Mm and we've been very fortunate um in in 17 years at at Mount Vernon and Brownsburg just to have great collections of kids with talent and a willingness to compete and share and and again where you go back to the multi-sport athletes that semi-state team at at Mount Vernon, I had two basketball players, and and the rest were like football and track and other s- baseball. One, uh, I think Zach Spears got uh, into the minor leagues with his baseball career, and and so uh, we've just had a great collection of kids of, of of skill and and mental abilities that really put together a good basketball teams. So very very fortunate to coach some great young men.
0: Yeah, it was at that semi-state game, or wait, was it regional or? against Danville at Shelbyville was that regionals or that was the
1: 2010 team with Turner and Hubert and those guys. And that was, uh, that was a great crowd. Uh, Danville and Fortville showed up and both communities yep. and really to put 5,000 people in Shelbyville's gym. It was pretty it's cool. Yeah. It's
0: a cool, it's a fun gym. Yep. And then, um, I was surprised Danville at the
1: beatdown. Yeah. Uh, the score was 46, <laughs> 42. It was, it was, uh,
0: It started out that way.
1: Yeah, and uh, then we played. Actually, when we went to semi-state, we played Danville in the morning game in the regional and uh, Frankfurt in the evening. And then um, Greensburg smacked us in the semi-state. So, uh, but just, uh, again, just that that success, those teams that – Again, go back. Just had some great kids, and it's neat to see those guys show up now. Like we'll we'll be playing somewhere, and guys usually around Christmas time or Thanksgiving when they're home, they'll run over for a game, and it's just really neat to see them grow up. And now they've got families, or married, or having kids, and I won't be around to coach their kids, but it's it's neat to see their families grow. So
0: stick with AAU. You might. You never know. Uh, be
1: that sixty-eight-year-old guy running around coaching AAU. <laughs> If I'm going to do that, I'll
0: keep coaching here. Well, you don't have to worry about gray hair, so
1: there nobody can nobody <laughs>
0: can age you out that way. Jeez. That's that's my main. Concern. Oh, shut up, Zach! You're you're coming up on it there, Chief. Oh, ah, I'm graying. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Coach Lynch has it figured out. Yeah, that's what happens when it falls out. So. Get the ba- that's the battle i mean i'm coaching kids of kids man it's a neat thing it's fun because then else? you get to go then you get to go yeah. back and forth and tell one of them that they're better than the other one and oh, that funny. always that always serves as some little fun motive for sure for sure
1: that was neat. Uh, Diarmen Davis and Mount Vernon went to play for Burt Paddock at Davenport. So I had a a player oh, yeah. playing for a former player. That was a really oh, neat yeah. thing. So
0: yeah, got some of that. It's funny because like even Peck and Paul's, you know, the head coach of Kokomo, and he played for me, and it's probably one of the. Most physical players I've ever coached. I used to. I would always kind of say he was one of the dirtiest players I've ever coached, and but not like he was out there trying to hurt people. But but he definitely was. It's it's fun watching him have success well, and
1: clean it up. He had a big motor. He played really hard. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs>
2: we
0: we find all kind of ways to clean that up. Bottom line is he got stuff done.
3: Yes,
0: he did. That's all I got. I don't know. That the other the other guys may have something.
3: That's it for me. Yeah, don't
0: shake your head. Shake, that's bad radio. <laughs> Shaking your head. That's funny. Well, right, I appreciate coach. you having me on. It's been. Well, we been love having and... you. We're starting out with yeah. coaches. We think are coaching teams that are going to contend this year. So clearly we think you're up there in that mix. Well, we've got We're trying a, to figure. We're trying group. to figure out how how long how far down the list we can go before we gotta get Wolfie on. Hey, you should have had Wolf on last year. There there ain't a whole. Well, we didn't do this last year. This was Zach's grand scheme. <laughs> Wolf would be entertaining.
1: He he's very good. He's uh, I tell you what, Wolf does a tremendous job of making sure people know um, that his wife is the, the head coach of the family. And I, I probably should take some lessons there. We all should from the standpoint of anytime you get on a podcast or a camera that you you acknowledge your wife and the impact she makes on your household. So um, she hasn't had to inter- – you guys asked about uh, coach my son, but she hasn't had to run too much interference. So I think that's made uh, made our house go pretty good, having having the
0: referee in the house as well. Wolfie's, yeah, he's drier than you are. Well, you got to I mean, keep going. Well, I mean, like, but coaching <laughs> his kid, like, just coaching in general, he's a little, he's a little, he's more sarcastic than he is. Oh, he's not as animated as what you're saying. There we go. <laughs> That's where I'm getting that. <laughs> it's called enthusiasm. I'm passionate. Oh, that so. is the word you used earlier. There you go. You know, his wife's family lives down here. Sonia's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, down here. So we're, you know, trying to figure out things. Trying to figure out the future. We'll get him on. He'll, he'd be a good uh, be Oh, a We'll good get boy. him on. Yeah, we've, we're, we've already texted. We're just trying to figure out. We're, we're going to do him and Carlisle in the same week as, like, the champs who are maybe still going to be in the running. Yeah. Nope, that'd
1: be good. Don, Don would have, uh, I, I tell you doing the all-stars last year was uh, that, that is a really neat experience. Um, and I think Don would be a great one just from the standpoint of being able to take you through that, that rivalry. And then the bus ride, I tell you, going down there on Friday night and playing and coming back and trying to play Saturday afternoon, it was, it was a lot of fun, but it, I, I have to give, again, the kids a lot of credit to, to go for a week of practice and get together and share the ball and play real hard, and not everybody gets to play 32 minutes, and uh, again, we were super blessed to have uh, just kids really willing to do that
0: last year. It was a really, really neat experience to to be a part of the All-Stars. Yeah, I think a lot of times it, it works out pretty well. Every now and then there's a blip or somebody's worried about playing time, but it's um I mean it's 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 extra. It's you know it's cool stuff. It's like, but it's still extra. Yeah. At the end of the, and at the end of the day it's it's ceremonial. You should, obviously they still play the game. But um I it's hard to imagine somebody would complain about playing time in an all star game.
1: No, but I I think again, you when you get there you want to do well and true. And
0: uh I mean it's I happened. Just, it's, yeah but no, I'm always, i am always I'm say, always sort of incredulous to the idea that okay come on yeah being candid you hear about it but then
1: when you get there and you worry yeah you, know, you again you worry about the possibilities and then not to have any of it happen I I think again you have to give the kids and parents a ton of ton of credit for making yep. the at least making my experience just tremendous you know Chad Johnston and uh Rob Yoder was down you know the the three of us to coach that group last year was just uh a lot of fun. So get Don on and get his perspective on it. But I think oh, it yeah be pretty, yeah, definitely. pretty cool definitely to listen to Don talk about it.
0: Definitely will because he's he and Wolfie. That'll that the that's the plan is for them to be the same week. We'll probably go through some three A couple of three A coaches here pretty soon, and then two A, then one A, and then we'll hit Don and Aaron on uh, the defending champs who probably still have a shot at winning it. So. Yep.
3: All, right, all right coach listen, anybody else has anything
0: we, we appreciate it yeah your thank time, you guys your really time is it. awesome thanks man good luck this good thanks luck this much. summer probably right, we'll you. see you at, at, at charlie hughes sounds good take care guys
3: see you see you